0: During Robert Brogdon's Olathe Buick GMC clearance event, save up to 20% on new models like the 2023 Buick Encore GX or GMC Sierra 1500. View their huge inventory at robertbrogdon.com and find your perfect match. Welcome back
1: to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Stephen St. John and Nate Bucati, Jake Gutierrez, Laser the intern, and now... Former Chiefs wide receiver Mark Bowyer, what's up, Mark
2: Bowyer? How are you? Doing well, doing well, guys. Six straight AFC championship appearances. I don't know how we could not be doing well this morning, to be honest with you. You know, I think we count our blessings on that, guys. Especially after the roller coaster of a year this has been so far, um, to our standards, uh, over the last five six years for this team. Um, six straight AFC championship appearances, and only one of those has been on the road, which is this Sunday, which is really freaking impressive. That game was a
1: roller coaster.
2: It was. You know what that was? Steven, that was just a divisional NFL football game on a Sunday. That's what that was. And how any other game, if you had no vested interest, if you weren't a Chiefs fan, right, and let's say you were any other, just a football fan, it was a great game. Just a great game. Obviously, we can dissect everything around it from the Chiefs' standpoint because that's what we do here. But what a—it was a roller coaster of a game of emotions uh, in a lot of ways. And
0: then, obviously, the Chiefs came out on top. So, I, I was curious what you guys think. Like the, the fact that it was a roller coaster game and a close game. If you had told me going into it, like that first drive that the Bills had when when Bills put the ball on the carpet, but the Chiefs don't come up with it, it gets mm-hmm. knocked out of bounds. They get the penalty. And then Josh Allen makes that run where he throws the lateral that was it a lateral. Could they have challenged it? They don't. End up getting the first down. I thought to myself, those are the kind of breaks you got to get if you're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. And the Chiefs didn't really get those breaks, right? Like, they, they did fall on the one fumble by Hardman, but then, then the other fumble turns into a turnover and touchback. The other time the Bills put the ball in the carpet, they got it back. It's kind of – is it crazy to you that they didn't seem to catch it? Like, they lost turnover battle, and they still were able to go win that game away from home.
2: Yeah, that's – let's go to the opening drive first, okay? Because um, the Bills set the tempo with the opening drive. Yeah. Uh, physically, uh, you know, they physically took it to the Chiefs defense for 90% of that game on a Sunday. I thought early in the game – when the lateral – when he first threw the lateral, like, live, mm-hmm. I thought it was just a perfect lateral, to be honest yeah. with you. Right? Yeah, me too. And then yeah. we only saw, like, one replay before they got up and lined up again. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I will say this. Yeah, it was, but I, when it happened live, it looked like he definitely threw it backwards. Yeah. And I think – and you saw the official on the sideline go like this with his arm. I saw it right away, which means he – Pointed that it was backwards fast. Mm-hmm. But they didn't really show a replay of it right away, right? We, only, we didn't see mm-hmm. a good look at it until almost after they ran the next play. And so, you know, that's difficult for the coaching staff, whoever's in charge of looking at that, telling Andy Reid, hey, we need to challenge this, we need to challenge it. It's also really early in the game, right, to potentially lose one of your challenges. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought for – for a while there after that play, I was like, man, that could be a critical situation because that would have, that would have, that was on third down. Yeah. I was and at and 17. Yes. And so that, or 18. Yeah. 11. So that, that point to me, I think it was third nine, maybe, but still like <clears throat> that, you're going to get the ball back. If you win the challenge, you're getting the ball back. You know, they're going to punt it there. Uh, and then they go right down the field, but then the Chiefs hold them, you know, to a field goal, which was huge. They, they, they did the old bend, but don't break. But it set the tempo for the game physically for the Buffalo Bills against the Chiefs' defense, and, you know, you talk about the breaks and everything. It just seemed like, okay, here we – like, they're, not here we go again, but, like, the Chiefs – I kept thinking, okay, the Chiefs are going to get a break here, right? And then Josh Allen fumbles like you're thinking they're going to jump on it. They don't. You know, all these different things happen. They fake the punt, which leads into the McColl Hardman situation, right? But – They faked the punt, which was not a great call, number one. Number two, it almost looked like everybody knew it was coming. Based on their formation, like DeMar Hammond looked like he was in a different spot at the personal protector than he normally is, like a little tighter to the center. And it was in a situation where kind of everybody thought, hey, this might be a situation where they would fake it. When that happened, that was the turnover, right? I thought that was the turnover that's going to happen. And of course, the Chiefs go right down, and then they fumble it back, and it washes it all out. But if you would have told me that the Chiefs would not have gotten a, you know, a turnover in this game defensively on this type of thing, that they would have won, I would have thought you were probably crazy. Because I thought the key to this game was Josh Allen's going to have to turn it over a couple times for this team to win.
1: Willie Gay Jr. missed a good portion of yeah. that game, and he was he was the spy for Josh Allen, and also uh, Mike Edwards. Was out right away. How, how surprised are you that the defense was able to make adjustments in the second half and play as well as they did without those two, without those two uh, key contributors?
2: Well, those, losing those two guys w- was big, first of all. But I was fairly confident throughout the course of the game, even though I just said that Buffalo set the tempo. Right, the, the defense was getting out physical. Right, we knew we you could see that. Didn't take a genius to watch that game and figure that out <laughs> on stuff. But that being said, I, I, I was confident all the way through. And, and the reason I say that is we have seen, especially over the last month and a half of this defense, they haven't been great against the run. Okay, um, You can go back to the last, first Las Vegas game out in Vegas, where the first half they looked porous on defense against the running game and then made some adjustments and got it handled. We've seen that over the last month and a half. So I was confident that they were going to make some adjustments, that Steve Spagnuolo was going to make those adjustments through halftime. And I think halftime adjustments are overrated anyway in the National Football League because it's all like you go into halftime and go, okay, here's what we're going to do. You just don't have enough time, right? It's over the period of the entire game on what they're doing. So I was confident that they were going to make some adjustments to that piece. The other concerning part, I guess, to me watching it was like they weren't getting to Josh Allen, right? There wasn't... Not that it had to be consistent, but there just wasn't a whole lot of pressure. And there wasn't a whole lot of pressure from the Bills on Patrick Mahomes either, right? But at some point, you knew somebody was going to kind of make a play or something was going to happen. At least I felt that way because I've seen this Chiefs defense over the year, and we all have, specifically the last couple months, make some adjustments when they've been getting out physical or getting gashed in the run game or whatever that may be, and they made those adjustments. And And it won them the game.
0: You know, to to go back to that that call, you know, the decision not to challenge. I'm with you. Like I've, I found it because they, they brought it up real quick, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, maybe they should challenge this because I was I thought it was a, a, a lateral, and I think it was it was. Th- it was th- I looked back; it's third and seventeen. Like, that's a massive play, yeah. You know, and I I don't know how you decide when it's too early. I, I am I wrong? I feel like the Chiefs actually do usually do a pretty good job on challenges. I don't I feel, know. I
2: feel like they do an okay job. Yeah,
0: I yeah. I, I, but I don't know, man. I don't know how critical we should be on that. You know what I mean? I'm not overly
2: I, critical. At the time, I thought this could be a big, big piece here if they go down and score. Yeah, but I will also say this: like this year has been different because Andy Reid trusts this defense more than he's trusted any other defense. Rightfully so, and right? rightfully so. Not that he hasn't trusted his defenses in the past. Yeah. But this defense has been the most consistent phase of their game all year long. Yeah. And it being that early in the game, I think he looked at it and said, okay, number one, we trust our offense, of course. But I don't feel like this needs to be the stop
0: for us right mm-hmm. now to win this game. And I think that was part of it, too. Why do you? It did seem like they actually came up with some big stops in the run game late when they needed to. What happened? Like you know what I mean? Did they just bow their necks? I, Did they change up the way they yeah, defended
2: I, the run? Here's one thing I'll be critical of, and Jake and I were talking about this before. Uh I didn't think for three quarters, I didn't think the Chiefs defense really rallied to the football enough. Okay? Now it's difficult when I say that, you gotta remember you got a quarterback that can really run the football. Yeah. Right too, okay, on things. And The portion of that, to me, was there were times where your linebackers were chasing guys on the perimeter, running backs, maybe Josh Allen, some guys on the field, and it was almost like, okay, that other guy's going to make the tackle here, Mm -hmm. right? And you kind of saw the hesitation from a couple guys, and then all of a sudden they speed up again. And I'll point to the Josh Allen fumble, too, okay? Uh, I think it was Kincaid that actually dove for the ball and just got a hand on it, right, and kind of knocked it away. But there are six or seven Chiefs defenders around that. Now, I also understand those guys are slowing up a little bit because they see Chris Jones tackling Josh Allen, thinking, and all of a sudden the ball pops out. But, like, five of those guys didn't get on the ground or dive mm. for that ball in that situation. That's an effort thing, okay? And, and I don't want to be overly critical about it, but that's one thing that, that I would like to see obviously improve this Sunday because they're going to need to do it. But I think they made a few adjustments, you know, in the run game a little bit and I think part of it was just bowing their neck as you talked about, Nate. They they got out physical for ninety percent of that game and then all or eighty percent of it. And then all of a sudden they decided, okay, it's time for us to to make the stop here. And even you know, I heard you talk about this yesterday, Stephen, The the Josh Allen rolling to his left and hitting Shakir, right, hmm. at the goal line. Like, all you gotta do like I have a hat on right now. I just take my hat off and tip Tip the cap, you know. <laughs> that was because, unbelievable. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great coverage by yeah.
1: Snead. That window was
2: so that's small. That's the only spot he can put the ball, and then your receiver has to go make the play. Yeah, and they did, and that's that's a National Football League play right there from a really really good quarterback and a really good receiver in a big time game, and you just got to tip your cap. There was nothing that the Chiefs could have done. You know what I mean in that situation. So, I just think they, you know, overall, the Chiefs just were a better team. They were a better overall team, and they did what they needed to do to win the game. And if you take away, you know, the fumble and the goal line by McCole Hardman, instead of giving it to Isaiah Pacheco or even even Clyde down there for three times in a row, right? Like it's a ten-point game, and the swings different. And we're talking about this game a little bit. It doesn't come down to a potential game-tying field goal.
1: So there was a, a really uh, a really interesting article. That I wanted to read uh, an excerpt from at the Ringer from Benjamin Solak. Check him out, Jake. This is uh, this is actually really good. Uh, and so he he wrote about the divisional round and the et- eternal agony of the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm. This is this is a little bit, and this made us. I don't know if you guys saw this, but this made us round yesterday. A little bit lengthy, but I wanted to read it to you guys because I thought it was just so well written. And even Buffalo fans are retweeting and say, you know what, he's right. And so this is is part of the article. Buffalo has Josh Allen, who is one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever grace the earth, and it just doesn't matter at all because the greatest quarterback is his contemporary. Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes are not equals. Mahomes is better, just by a little bit, but that little bit is more than enough. So history will remember the six straight AFC championship games that Mahomes has attended. And forget the few plays that kept a few of those games from Allen's grasp. Should I write about Allen's heroics? About a 60-plus yard detonation that hit Stephon Diggs in both hands. A third and goal cross-body dot to Khalil Shakir on the front pylon. A rushing touchdown and then another. Allen, careless with the football all season, had no turnovers in his two postseason games. He had four touchdowns against the Steelers and three more against the Chiefs. He didn't even take a sack against Kansas City. The Bills, uh, the Bills punted twice. But what is there to say about Allen's heroics that hasn't already been said in the seasons past? I remember the Will of Allen in the 42-36 loss to Kansas City, the 75-yard touchdown to Gabriel Davis to end the third quarter, the fourth and 13 touchdown to pull ahead with two minutes remaining. I remember 47 points against New England in the 2021 wildcard round, a 52-yard touchdown run against the Steelers last week. I can't forget the great Allen plays. Nobody can. But Mahomes highlights serve as bookmarks in the story of his career. They're tethered not just to a place and a time, but to a moment, an event, a victory. Allen's highlights are ghosts. They're lost to the gales of a bombarded franchise, swallowed up by the shadow of an unforgiving scoreboard. They matter so much. They're the only things that hope clings to in Buffalo, but they don't matter at all. And I just thought that was put perfectly because look at all the great plays. And how mm-hmm.
2: what, the, the the level he's played at,
1: but he's just going up against Mahomes, yeah. and Mahomes has just been that much better.
2: You know where he should be, Dallas, playing for the Cowboys.
1: Oh, if he's in the NFC, that's he would he, he, have gone to two or three. You put Josh Allen already. on
2: the Cowboys instead of that Prescott in the playoffs,
1: but that's it's all, a different story. But that's like Mahomes. Yes, he's right. It, it's t- you you you'll forget about all these things Josh Allen did. Because it never led to anything Correct. of substance. Correct. You remember all these things Mahomes did because it did lead to Super Bowls and eventual championships. Yeah. And it's 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 not sad because it's Buffalo, so it's kinda of funny. <laughs> but it, it like what else
2: could he have done in some of these games? In regards to Sunday, okay, he can't catch it also. The ball he threw to Stefan Diggs seventy yards in the air. Was an absolute die. That was a and, and, bomb. And it's on the money. I will say this: like, obviously, it's a little bit of a contested catch, but not really, right? You got to go. But that's a Pro Bowl all-pro wide receiver that needs to make that play. But all like, the things
1: that he said, yeah, you know, Stephon Diggs has been critical. Was critical of the office. The coordinator has been, you know, he, he's said all these things in between the lines. You can't. You can't do that and then not catch that pass. Yeah,
2: absolutely. You have to catch that pass. In the pass. biggest moments, you got to do that.
0: I agree with all that. The one thing that that stands out though too is they puked on their shoes last year at home against the Bengals. Yeah. You know, and and Or well, the it, Bengals just beat their ass. Give credit to the Bengals are re- with Joe Burrow with Joe Burrow, yeah.
1: The Bengals yeah. have been have been close to being the equals of the Chiefs the past couple of years. They beat that
0: ass. Yeah. And but but that's but that then so then you go, Okay, well, it's not just Mahomes that's better than Allen. Is Joe Burrow better than Allen too? If he's healthy now maybe you could say, well, the Bengals. Look at those wide receivers. You put Joe Burrow with those guys. I don't know. Maybe if you put Josh Allen with that Bengals wide receiver crew, but it just hurts them because it's like, and that's why this one hurts them so much too, is because, well, the first two times against the Chiefs it was Arrowhead. Now we get him at home. That's two years in a row they've lost at home. Yeah. Well, maybe you put him with Zach Taylor. Um. Well, I you know I mean, yeah, maybe, to your point on that, I
2: I said this on the pregame show on Sunday. I felt confident in this game for the Chiefs, and the reason I did is. All the talk nationally is this is the first road playoff game that Patrick Mahomes has to go on, right? Okay, we all sit here and go, no big deal. Right. We know what his record is like on the road in the
0: regular season. This and we know how has, that dude steps up. Yeah, and we you know, know this the team actually has been better
2: this year on the road yeah. than they were at home, right? Yeah. Um, But then you heard all the sound bites coming out of Buffalo from the players. You know, like he hasn't been in this environment here, a mm-hmm. full stadium. Yeah. He hasn't seen. Good all luck. the All of the pressure was on the Buffalo Bills. Mm-hmm the chiefs for all for as much as this year has been as we've seen was a roller coaster type of year by our standards here in Kansas City we still know you're getting playoff pat right like you're still getting playoff pat and until you knock him off until you knock this chiefs organization off like in this case of your buffalo especially with all the heartbreak they've quote had here over the years in the playoffs against Patrick Mahomes all the pressure's on you the Chiefs are playing with house money. Like, if the Chiefs would have lost that game, we all would have been extremely disappointed, I think, but I don't think any of us would have been like, okay, well, I think part of us, a lot of us would have been like, okay, that's the type of year they had. And they yeah. still went to the divisional yeah. round.
0: Like, that's the down year for the, the Chiefs. That's the down year, and you yeah. still went yeah. to the
2: divisional round. Yeah. Like, I don't think, and that was, if they lost that game, it was not going to define, well, Patrick Mahomes can't win in the playoffs on the road either. You know, and it's not the Chiefs' fault they hosted five straight AFC championship games and were that freaking good that you were playing at home the whole time. And so if you're Buffalo, I understand it just rips your heart out. I do. Um, I'll say this, too, about the kicker. I felt bad for him after the game, right? The. Mm. The joke's in the wide, right, for everybody that knows, of all the, the Scott Norwood and all
0: those. I felt bad for Scott Norwood. Yeah, it's like all that back, stuff gets dragged Back, up back into it. it Bass <laughs> had to
1: deactivate all of his social media but accounts because of threats he was getting Yeah, but, I will, from Buffalo, but I will say
0: this,
2: and I put this out on Twitter, or actually whatever the heck you want to call it now, right, the other day, like... He was flirting with that right upright all night long, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every single extra boy and field goal he kicked early on was sneaking in the right upright. So it's not a surprise that that one pushed right.
1: Mark, let's check in and listen to the uh, Korean broadcast of the
0: missed field Goal. Oh!
1: Love it. right? <laughs> yes. Wide right. <laughs> so so good. good. Wide right.
0: That's yeah.
3: wide right in Korean. Yes. I think it's also oh, yeah. it means oh in uh, Korean,
0: Korean as well. Oh! <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't feel bad for Buffalo. Because of because uh, I'm petty. And because I don't I, feel ba- I remember what it's like to go to Buffalo and well, yeah, get our, our hearts broken. So that. you know,
2: I felt bad for the kicker though. I, I really oh yeah, yeah I, I mean, I don't. I, I, like, it's it's terrible. Not he, yeah. No, that's awful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I know awful. you're not saying that, but it, no, I don't.
1: I don't feel bad. Just you know, they they had their chances. The mafia, yes. You know, they have had their chances. Yeah. I mean, I you know, we, we, I I had to live with. You know, we all did with this team losing to the better quarterback over and over and mm-hmm. over and over and over and, and over. over. And they're losing to—I the, mean, they're losing to the better quarterback. He's just better. That's it. Yeah. I mean, they, they should—they should better have, coach
3: too. Yeah, they, yeah, better
1: coach. Absolutely, they should get that. You should. They—they—they they, they, they had to live with the better quarterback in their division for you
2: know a couple of decades. That's just that's. If anything, is. too, it's all on their defense. Like, how do you let Travis Kelsey on a corner route be wide open at yeah. 30 yards? By the way, right? I, don't, I just that wasn't even schematically like, wow, Andy Reid just depants them on the, this entire thing. Like he they was just missed an assignment, just missed an assignment. He was so open.
0: It's crazy that they had two open guys on corner routes on the drive before too, and Homes. Yeah, yeah missed he missed them. Yeah, that's it.
2: we haven't said that yet. We yeah. can get into that too. Like he he missed it. He and. He admitted it, you know, he missed Yeah.
0: the one drifted a little bit on Kelsey, should have been thrown a little more to the pylon and he missed MBS. The yeah, I mean the thing about Josh Allen, that that's what's tough about to me, like what was he supposed to do in the thirteen second game?
3: Yeah, he just <laughs> no, let his team down and hit Gabe right. Davis for a like,
0: touchdown like, and how, like how, we're good. Yeah, how's And that he on scored him? at the two in two <laughs> minutes before that yeah. too. Yeah, that like, game was good. Yeah, like he led the team back, they scored a touchdown repeatedly. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's you know it's it's that's the tough part about it. Like, it's a team game, but the quarterback's the most important by such a large margin that then you you have a tendency to ascribe the whole team's success or failure based on him. Yeah.
2: I think the and, one thing he's going to knock on this game, and this may not be completely on him, but, you know, basically had no completions plus 20, 20 yards in
0: the game. Right.
2: No and, plays and, of 20-plus yards, and the Chiefs had eight. Yes, and I think you the credit to me on that is – Not so much about necessarily their offensive coordinator, Josh Allen. It's how good this chief secondary is. And you talked about, you mentioned Willie Gay being out, Edwards going out early. The depth that they have in the secondary where guys can step in and play well is tremendous. And they invested a lot of picks last year in a lot of young guys late in the secondary, right? Late round guys who have all been contributors in one way or another.
0: And then, of course, as you said, they had that sh- they had that deep shot. They did. did- they had an opportunity. Catch- <laughs> you know.
2: They had opportunities. What? This is the Chiefs had more opportunities too, right? Like both teams did, but I- the Bills had opportunities to take control of that game, and they
0: didn't. I hadn't really even thought about this because we talked a lot about the seven point four yards per play, but I heard Curtis mentioning this yesterday. That counts four kneel downs, by the way. Yes. One at the end of the half, and one yeah. at the end of the game. You take those out; they average over eight yards of play. You heard,
3: you heard Curtis say that yesterday. Did
0: you say that too yesterday?
3: Wow.
0: <laughs> yeah, I didn't hear you say it. I heard Curtis though. <laughs> Unwilling to <laughs> give Jake great.
3: credit. This is great. We're sitting there talking about it. And yeah.
0: Don't remember that.
2: Yeah, of but, course but, you don't.
3: You know, we will get into this too, but MBS came through. Big time. Big time. We, you know, we were, were talking, talking about. We, we talked about this last week that. I know, Stephen. You asked the question. Right. Who do you think? Who do you trust more? Yeah,
2: and I said at least MBS is going to go try to catch a football. Right? <laughs> yeah. right? Well, is listen. That exactly what I said. Yeah. Listen,
1: <laughs> uh, the, the MBS McCole Hardman uh, debate yeah, was settled. <laughs> yeah, on Sunday. Uh, who do you trust <laughs> more? But I, I've, I've been saying we got this. An like, answer to that question. I've been
2: saying this about the receiving core, and you guys know this that you know. He's had his struggles, and we've been critical. All of us have been critical about those guys because you got to catch the football. But I said, it is what it is right now, and you're gonna have. He's gonna have to go make a play when you need him to yeah. make a play, and he, and, and he did, and he did it the week before. He caught a ball for a first down, two bigger plays this week on stuff. Now he still juggled the football a little bit on both of them, but he made the play. And you know what? Right now, that's all you need out of him is a couple of those catches. Right? You need Noah Gray to make a couple of the catches that, like he made in the game, like. Some of these other supplemental guys, uh, you know, Justin 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 Watson Watson had one go off his chest early in the game, but it was, you know. He had
3: the fumble recovery on the McColl's first fumble. That was big.
2: But my point, yes, the point is those, quote, supplemental guys that have made catches or made some plays for you all year long, you just need them to make kind of the one or two plays that they need to make over the course because Rasheed Rice and Travis Kelsey are it, man, and so is Isaiah Pacheco.
1: I mean, I mean, listen, in the three games in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes against the Bills, the three playoff games, 79 out of 105, 918 yards, eight touchdown passes, no interceptions, 93 rushing yards, and another touchdown. So nine touchdowns and no interceptions, averaging over 300 yards a game, passing, averaging over 30 yards a game rushing, and a completion percentage of well over 70%.
2: Well,
1: you know, Sean McDermott, figure out a way to to stop that. Yeah. Is is that Josh Allen's fault? No, it's not. But it's also not Josh Allen's fault that the Buffalo Bills made the trade with the Chiefs that allowed them to draft... (laughs) Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes. Yeah. and this is this is the problem. the The other reason why this was an opportunity year for Buffalo is because Cincinnati wasn't a factor. We, we we've seen it. We've seen enough evidence that a healthy Joe Burrow with the Bengals are better than the Bills because. The Bengals with Joe Burrow went to Buffalo, won a playoff game. The Bengals with Joe Burrow went to Kansas City and won a playoff game. And the Bengals with Joe Burrow went to a Super Bowl. They lost it, but they've accomplished all these things. that Buffalo hasn't. Mm-hmm. And so this was, you know, if they, if they could somehow get over this Chiefs hump, then they didn't have to, the Bengals are out of it. You still have to deal with the, with the, the Ravens. But now, when you sit back, well, they're clearly behind the Chiefs if Joe Burrow's healthy they're behind the Bengals and it looks like now they're firmly behind the Ravens that's the problem it's not just the Chiefs anymore
2: the other problem is they're right now about going to be about 50 million over the cap for next yeah, year. yeah. now yep. with one swipe of the pen Josh Allen's 48 million dollar cap number can come down about 20 million right on a restructured deal but that's an aging defense and they got a lot of dead money tied up in Von Miller it's it's I know they had a lot of injuries to some of their better players and younger players earlier this year, but that's a that's an older defense too. They went all in a couple years ago and haven't Would you be so that McDermott's the guy? Uh I don't know. It's it's difficult because they've had success in the regular season, right? And you have to put yourself in position every year to be in the playoffs. Like they like, can go get Bill Belichick, should they? No. No, I don't think I don't think that's that makes a difference. I just don't. Not at this point. You disagree with that, Jake? You're
3: nodding your head. I can't. Are you agreeing or disagreeing? I, I I probably agree with it. I mean, but look, this doesn't work. McDermott doesn't right. work. Something yeah. has to it, change. It doesn't work.
2: Something has to change. Right.
3: And so sure. I just I, if you're going to make the change, I just don't know if I agree with Belichick being that guy that you changed to. Here's my
2: thing. But, I have a but, tremendous see, respect for Belichick. Okay, on things. But we've seen over the last couple of years where that's gone. And, you know, without a quarterback, and obviously you'd have Josh Allen in this right. case in Buffalo. But I mean, but I guess how, that would be how much pick. is the Bill Belichick way and Patriot way going to relate outside of that building nowadays? Right. Wow. Like,
3: that's the.
0: That's uh, I guess part. my counterpoint would be he's. We would agree that Bill Belichick, whatever you want to say about him, is one of the greatest defensive minds in NFL history, right?
3: He's not one of the best GMs in NFL history. But
0: you give him Josh Allen and then let him go to work with the defense, maybe he can put together a defense that's good enough to slow down Mahomes enough that 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 Josh Allen can be enough to win. I think
3: the problem with Belichick is that he wants full autonomy. He right wants yeah. his guys. Yep. He wants and, and like he, that's why I don't believe in that he's the guy because he's wherever he he goes, he's gonna he's gonna have the final word. And I think that's what we've seen. He
2: can take all those rings on that hand and just and tap them right. on the counter. And, and that's,
3: that's why yep. New England has sucked the last few years yep. because he's been the final word and he doesn't have the quarterback. And that combination doesn't work. And so I don't think, you know, he's not going to agree to go there with the GM telling him who his personnel is going to be. He's just not not going to do it. But to the point is McDermott's just not the answer. It doesn't work. He doesn't work. Him and Josh Allen don't work. 0-3. That's all. I mean, I think it is time for them to to at least assess and and look in a different direction. Whether you can find something better at this point in time, I, I don't know. But this is broke. Would, let's
2: not, let's w- not forget also that until they went on this run, winning like five, six games straight at yeah. the end of the S- season, seven, he was right? already
3: on the hot seat. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Would would Vrabel with an elite quarterback
3: yep. work? I'd rather have Vrabel. Yep. 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 Yes, All sir. Right. There it is. There's Jake.
1: I take Jake strong takes today. I'm going
0: to give Curtis credit for that tomorrow. I was, gonna,
2: I was just, just going to say Curtis will say <laughs> Curtis will say the <laughs> same, <laughs> same, <laughs> same thing this afternoon or something
3: similar. that need to give yeah, credit, credit to Curtis, Curtis. Point by Curtis <laughs> yesterday.
1: He shout out to uh, to my girls who are driving to school right now. They have a late start. Uh, nice victory for the uh, freshman girls basketball team. Yesterday, thirty nine twenty eight over Bishop Miage. I can
3: always applaud a win over Miage. That's right. Like that text I gave Marco.
1: <laughs> there you go. Let's uh, let's take a break. We'll be right back into this on WHB. Yeah.
3: So last year they got better every game, um, just with the experience, and then uh, throughout the off season working, and throughout this season they've continued to get better and and to uh, feel more comfortable challenging in man coverages and and then tighten up these zones and zone coverage. Um, this will be, this coming week will be the biggest test of them all. So um, up to this point, they've, they've got a great group of wide receivers. And so, um, you know, I, I think our guys, once we get through the week here, um, we'll, they, they look forward to that challenge. Um, but they, they, they've, they've done a nice job.
1: Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. All right. It's the Baltimore Ravens. Mm hmm. Mark Bo Richter. Let's start with this defense. How does the defense slow down Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens offense? Well,
2: I think some of your game plan can kind of carry over to this week because you've got another dual threat type of quarterback. Um and a regular season plan against these two quarterbacks is different than a postseason plan and you're probably gonna say, What what does that mean? Well, you get to the postseason here, you're going to start seeing some more designed quarterback runs than you would in the regular season, just putting those guys, quote, at risk, right? You're not going to risk that during the regular season as much. So that's going to factor into it. Um, You know, I say your your game plan can kind of carry over, but I'm looking at two similar quarterbacks, right, that can obviously beat you with their legs and with their arms. Both have good receiving cores. Both have good offensive lines. Both have good running games uh, over these last two weeks, so... If anything, I think that helps the Chiefs defensively a little bit. Um, But this is kind of a scary proposition this week because Baltimore is really, really good. And I think Baltimore is a lot better better overall than what the Buffalo Bills are. Um, I think the key is you've got to get some pressure on Lamar Jackson and make him feel a little bit uncomfortable in the pocket. And I know that's kind of a obvious kind of piece in game plan when you look at it, but you got to figure out a way to make him uncomfortable in the pocket and, and have to throw the ball before he wants to. Um, if you can do that, then you also have to contain him in the pocket as well with his legs, but they're going to want to throw it. And if you can make him feel a little bit uncomfortable, I think you can disrupt the timing of that offense. Um, and, and that certainly can help, but this is a big challenge. And I'll go back to this. Like, I think this Chiefs defense needs to run to the football a little bit better. It's the old, you know, analogy of 11 guys running to the football in pursuit. I think they need a little bit more of that on a consistent basis this week. On a consistent basis. It's, and if they can get some guys back and healthy, too. But if they don't, you got to roll with what you got.
0: I'm looking at, you know, these these are the top two defenses in the NFL when yeah. it comes to points allowed. Um. The, the huge difference is their ability to create turnovers. Yes. The, the Chiefs just haven't had this year. It's crazy to think the Chiefs have had the year they've had while going minus 11 in the giveaway it, takeaway. It's amazing that they're sitting
2: here right now with that. Right? Stat.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, how important is it that they win the turnover battle this time? I mean, you were just saying they. We would have thought they had to win the turnover battle against the Bills, but I think it's very similar this
2: week. I really yeah. do, and I know this cliche to go like, well, if they win the turnover battle, right. they stop the run and do all these right. things. But they have to. It's true in this case. I, I, they've got to get some turnover, and they were close. They were yeah. close on Sunday, and, and quite frankly, the fake punt is considered a turnover to me. Okay, when you look mm-hmm. at it, because you stopped them in that situation. But you got to capitalize on those. And I said this before that, you know, this Chiefs offense, it's okay to settle for field goals, right? But they got to finish a couple more of those drives. And this past week they did that, right? They did that. Um, They've got to do that again. This is a really good Ravens defense also. The linebacking core for the Ravens are really, really good. Really good. Um, Their defensive line is really good. I think they're up there in sack. You talked about this is two of the best. This might be a 17-10 game, guys. Like, this might be... It could be that or it could be a high-scoring affair. That these two offenses get rolling. It wouldn't shock me either way. But I will say this, that I do think, as cliche as it sounds, the Chiefs have got to win the turnover battle to win this game on Sunday. They have to. Um, They've been flirting with playing even or minus all year long. And... They've been lucky in a lot of ways. They've defied the odds, as Coach Dick Vermeil would say, in regards to all the percentages of what you do when you lose the turnover bout. They've defied the odds all year. So now's a pretty good time to be plus two in the turnover margin on Sunday and be able to win a game and go to another Super Bowl.
1: I mean, if you ask me who had more confidence in having a big game on Sunday between Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. As good as Lamar's been, I still go with
2: Mahomes. I, I would, too. I would, too. And that's not a homerish take, because here's the other thing. Right? One thing Lamar Jackson has not done yet with the Baltimore Ravens has got them over the hump, either. That's right. Now, I know he didn't play in the playoffs last year. on <coughs> things, but the one thing he has not done has got them over the hump. That's the one criticism of Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. To
1: be the man, you got to beat the man, and he hasn't beat the man
2: yet. No, and here's the other thing. If you're the Chiefs, I just talked about running the football, this is gonna be a physical physical battle. Okay. It, you gotta lay everything out on the line here on Sunday. Because guess what? Everybody gets the last two teams get a bye, right? If they go to the Super Bowl. So um how sweet would it be if we're sitting here next Tuesday talking about another Super Bowl appearance? The it's, a
1: man. You gotta beat the man. Rematch of opening night. Chiefs Lions is what I want. Yeah, I, that's I like
2: that a lot. Yeah, I like that a lot. Well,
1: now I like the Chiefs by the two touchdowns a lot because they'll have Kelsey and Chris Jones this time.
0: Don't throw it to Kadarius Tony. No, running across the field. He's, he's not,
1: not going to see active. the field yeah. <laughs> the rest of the year. I, <laughs> no, I'll just say this: I think you're going to get as many. The as hip as slash
2: you know. ankle injury. He may be injured, but the hip yeah. slash ankle thing of, is it's like the
1: modified thing. I'm, I'm feeling
0: understood. better. No, you're not. No. <laughs> That hip's still hurting you, pal?
1: Very good. Who do you think wins the NFC Championship game? Oh, uh, I, I like the Lions. I like the I like Lions' the, chances, And the reason,
2: baby. the reason why, like Green Bay has been was a great story all year. Okay, youngest roster. Jordan Love looks like a potential star in this league. Right, a lot of growth out of him as a quarterback this mm-hmm. year. They had an opportunity in that game, and he just, you know, you saw the inexperience at the end. On first down, he should have thrown that ball away, right? They still had an opportunity. He he forced it down the middle of the field. Yeah. But they did a lot of things against the Niners in that game that I look at this Lions team and go, with the way their offense is humming, uh, you know, they're going to give the Niners a run. The Niners' defense isn't as good as everybody thinks they are. It's their offense, but if you can get their offense off schedule. So, to me, that game is, can Detroit's defense not buy into all the eye candy with the motions and everything else and get San Francisco off schedule offensively? And it's kind of crazy to say, but let Jared Goff take over because, man, he's having a great year. He's got weapons. So, I like the Lions. I want the Lions to win. That's who I'm rooting for. Oh, yeah.
1: I mean, easy. Easy. What's the line now, Jason? That's the
2: first time, by the way, that's the first time the Niners have won after trailing in the fourth quarter, by the way.
3: Lions and Kyle Shanahan's Lions getting seven. Take the Lions in seven.
2: Yeah. Just like I would have taken the Packers in ten last week. Whatever it was, yeah.
3: Got a nine and a half. One of his eighteen bets. Well, the best was the parlay I had with the Ravens laying the points, the Packers getting the points, and the Lions lay, laying the points. A little three teamer. Yeah, Jake likes those. A little, three, little
2: threesome. All right. yeah. Yeah. Where are you headed now, you? Mark Borecher. Uh I'm headed to Dallas today, back to Texas. A little work for Huddle. Seeing uh, some of my athletic directors back on Friday, ready to go for this game. So, and so what's your official prediction? Oh, uh, I think this is going to be a lower scoring game. I really do. I'll, I'll go 21 17. Oh, wait, hold on. I'll go 20. That's not really lower scoring. Uh, yeah, that means it's the under. I'll go 23-17 Chiefs. What's the total? 44 and a half? Where's, where are we at now?
3: I think 44 and a half. I think it's a oh, defensive yeah. battle.
2: Did you get all your laundry done, by the way, Nate? Clearly you haven't since school back here Getting
0: close. Okay.
2: What? Just because of his attire this morning? <laughs> wow. Not so much the sweatshirt he's got on. It's what's underneath it. What is it? Oh. It's clearly laundry
1: day. Oh.
3: Uh,
0: clearly laundry day. Yeah, I I'm just trying it. to support,
1: you know, bold <laughs> moves. He's wearing a McCall Harbin t-shirt. Yeah. You know. Sounds like you want to say something about McCall before you leave. No, I don't. You don't? No. No, I think you do. No. My son said enough to me on a text message on Sunday night. Do you think we'll see that play again? Yeah.
2: yeah. I do. Oh, I, and so <laughs> do I. Here's, I'll say this, too. like In any read I trust, okay, I'm not here to argue – with the success that they've had. But I don't understand when you get down there, and I know maybe Isaiah Pacheco needed a rest, but why you go to that play? And Clyde Clyde. will go to Clyde, oh, yeah. yeah. To like, Clyde. you have three downs to do it. And, and, again, I know McColl's trying to make a play, but you have to be smarter than that I'm in sure that situation. And I know the defender made a nice play to hit him hard and all that stuff, but he's clearly moving the ball to reach it out. Like, just go down. You just have to have an awareness as a player, in situations, on stuff.
1: All right. Yes, I agree. <laughs> and Thompson. I do think we'll see that play again. Yeah, absolutely, you know, we'll see it again. Let's see it on the first, first play from
2: <laughs> Just to prove a point, right? right. <laughs> All
1: right, we'll take a break. Back of this on WHB. <gasps> Welcome back to the Border Patrol on Sports Radio 810 WHB. Thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. You're talking about the greatness of Patrick Mahomes. Yes, and what he's meant to this team, this organization, this city, and the level that he plays.
2: There's too many stats in the postseason or accomplishments especially. to even list right now for a guy that's 28 years old. Um, you know, one of them I saw, obviously, he and Kelsey, right? Their connection to postseason touchdowns passed everybody, passed Brady and Gronk this week. Um, Mahomes' touchdown to interception ratio in the playoffs is an absurd. Number that's better than any other quarterback that's ever played
1: in the in the in the conference championship games that he's played in, his touchdown to interception ratio is fourteen to two.
2: Yeah, it's ridiculous. And also too, like, um, and there's even more that you can list off on it. But Travis Kelsey's kind of the
1: same way. Um, he had seven catches on Sunday. He surpasses Jerry Rice for most catches in the history of the NFL in the postseason. Yes. Yes. I mean, think about that.
0: You know, I I, I still want to go back to that, that decision he made to sit out the last game of the regular season when so many people assumed he was going to play because he could just mm-hmm. get a catch or two and get that 1,000-yard mark. Those postseason numbers should be a lot more significant than that regular season number right there. Yeah, he got two more touchdowns. He's only four touchdowns behind Rice too. I know. Um, that, now, that yardage wise, he's got a ways season, to go. Right? Yardage wise, yeah. he's got a
2: little ways to go yeah. But like the accomplishments right now, and if they win on Sunday, he gets another game. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that's, that's the other
0: thing. That's it's
2: what they're doing right now is absolutely historic. But I think more so. Looking at Patrick Mahomes in that case because just, just appreciate it people. Just appreciate really it. Silly. Because this is this is something that, you know, may not be done again. Honestly. Like it's I know Tom Brady's got more rings, I know all that kind of stuff, but what what Patrick Mahomes has done through the first six years as a starting quarterback in this league and he's only twenty eight. Um that's really something to appreciate.
1: That's Mark Boruch, your former Chiefs wide receiver. We'll be back after this on WHB.